Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, everyone. So glad you decided to drop in today and spend a few moments in this training podcast and really just invest in getting better as a leader in the student ministry. Yep, we even come equipped with our own sound effects. So what we're going to do with these first couple of training podcasts is really focus in on the principles that I introduced at the beginning of the year in our initial training. Now, for those of you guys that were able to make it, these may sound familiar. For those of you guys that weren't able to, uh, no worries. I'm going to spend a few moments going over all four principles so this way we're all on the same page. So here they are. The first one, be committed. That's the one we're going to focus on today and dive into um, and get into more detail. The second, be prepared. The third, be excellent. And our fourth and final one, show integrity. So you have be committed, be prepared, be excellent, and show integrity. These four principles serve as a framework in terms of how we as leaders can best operate in the context of student ministry. They help us move the mission of the ministry forward. So now you might be asking, well, wait, what's our mission? The reason why the student ministry exists at Emergence is simply this, to advance the kingdom of God in the next generation by sharing the gospel of Jesus in both word and deed. Now, I know that sounded like a mouthful. Let me say it again because it's actually really simple. We exist to advance the kingdom of God in the next generation by sharing the gospel of Jesus in both word and deed. And these principles help us as leaders best operate in the context of student ministry. They serve as a framework. Now, the other awesome thing about these principles is you can actually take them and really apply them to any part of your life. Whether it's work, whether it's home, whether it's hobbies, wherever. They're what I like to call transferable principles. They work anywhere in our lives. All right, so let's get started. We're going to dive in. The first principle, be committed. Um, and as, as always, with all of these principles, they are rooted in Scripture. And so today we're going to be looking at Matthew chapter 16, verses 24 and 25. So if you're in the car driving or out for a run, no worries. This is going to uh, be a familiar passage to you. Um, if you're at home and you got that cup of coffee going and you want to grab your Bible and follow along, that's awesome as well. So contextually, what we have is Jesus has been talking to his disciples and he has just predicted his death. And then what winds up happening is Peter kind of pulls Jesus aside for a little one-on-one uh, chat and basically says, oh, you know, never, Lord, to which then uh, Jesus's famous uh, response is, you know, to basically rebuke uh, Peter and tell him, get behind me, Satan. And so that's where we pick up. You know, he turns back to the group and we pick up in verse 24. 
Then Jesus said to his disciples, Whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves and take up their cross and follow me. For whoever wants to save their life will lose it. But whoever loses their life for me will find it. Now, there's a lot that we're going to unpack in there. But first, let me just take a step back and kind of say, okay, why commitment? Why is this so important? We get commitment when there's an alignment of the head and the heart. Now, what do I mean by that? It's simply this. When there's a clarity, mental clarity of the why and an emotional investment of the what. All right, let me say that again. You get commitment when there's a mental clarity of the why, the purpose. We understand why we're doing what we're doing, right? And you get that mental clarity of the why, which then leads to an emotional investment in the what. Now, if I was able to put it, you know, a little bit more succinctly, I would simply say this commitment happens when there's clarity of purpose with invested passion. I'll say it again. Commitment happens when we have clarity of purpose with invested passion, when you're excited about what you're doing, right? And so let's turn back to Matthew chapter 16 and verse 24 and 25 and see how um, this kind of comes out a little bit more in detail. And it just, it gives us a better understanding as to the importance and depth of commitment when it comes to following Jesus and really investing our lives in serving uh, the students. And so in verse, uh, you know, 24, it's, you know, then Jesus says to his disciples, whoever wants to be my disciple, You see, Jesus kind of lays out there that before he gets into these other things in terms of what to do, there has to be a a desire, a sense of wanting something. So it's whoever wants to be a disciple, or in our context, it's it's whoever wants to be the best possible youth leader, or who wants to advance the kingdom of God in this next generation. See, in order to be the best leader, in order to advance the kingdom, it's going to take commitment on our part, because it's not a passive thing. It's got to be a desire that we feel in our heart. And, you know, and that's going to take commitment. So he acknowledges that, you know, look, there's got to be this desire. And then when that's there, he moves on to these three things. The first one must deny himself. Now, if we talk about this in in a sense, this is sacrifice, right? The first step toward commitment is a willing sacrifice on our part. Meaning, this isn't about my comfort and my convenience. It's not about your comfort or your convenience. No. Must deny yourself a willing sacrifice. It shifts the focus from me to we. From I to us. It shifts it from being what can I get out of this to what can I give to this right? Must deny himself is the first step to commitment. Because see, commitment frees us from the bondage of self, selfishness, and being self-centered. Now, let me say that again, because I think a lot of times people feel as though commitment is a burden, where it's something that, you know, just has has a tendency to like, you know, constrain them or, or weigh them down. But in actuality, commitment frees us from the bondage of self, 
selfishness, and being self-centered. It's this step of sacrifice, of denying ourselves, that allows us to see from the perspective of the people we lead and serve. It puts us in their shoes to better know how they see things, how they feel about things. And actually, it helps us better understand how we can lead and serve them in the best possible way. See, we can't advance the kingdom of God in this next generation if we're making leading and student ministry all about us. And you know what? I'll be honest. Quite frankly, this is this is what gets me most excited about our team and this ministry. And I'm constantly bragging on you guys uh, whenever I get a chance to the rest of the staff. Because I really believe this is the one thing, this is the one aspect that you guys really get. There are so many of you that have said one of two things to me. Either you're serving in the ministry because when you were a teenager, there was somebody there for you. And so you want to be that same person to somebody else. Or you wish there was somebody there for you. And because there wasn't, you understand the importance of being there for somebody else. Either way, it's this idea that you guys get serving in student ministry isn't about you. It's about the students. And I think that's what just, you know, makes me you know so, so grateful and so excited about uh, the student ministry. All right. So whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves and take up their cross. Now, here's the thing. If deny themselves is, is, is a step of willing sacrifice, take up your cross now becomes very much um, a responsibility to purpose, right? It's this idea of finding your unique purpose and why God has you where he does. It's about responsibility to that purpose, not in a passive way, but in a very active, engaged, invested way. Right? And so for, for you guys, as you're in the student ministry and you're serving in that purpose, you're helping advance the kingdom of God in this next generation. Right, You're helping students grow in Christ. You're there for them answering the hard questions. You're there for them allowing them the opportunity to talk about those difficult you know, topics and situations. You're creating a safe place for them to share and to ask those difficult things. And maybe most importantly, you're helping them feel like they belong. Right? It's really hard for a student to feel like they belong to the kingdom of God if they don't even feel like they belong to their small group. But I think that's what you guys do so well. Right, you're taking up your cross. You're responsible. You're, you're being responsible to the purpose of what God has for you, and the most important thing you're doing is making these students feel like they belong. Because if they feel like they belong in the context of a small group, they feel like they're connected to an adult leader who cares about them. Then they can feel like they're a part of the ministry, the church, and ultimately the kingdom of God. So we take up our cross. We discover the purpose God has for us uniquely, and Christ walks with us in that. Here's, here's the best way. Here's how I think about this, right? If I can illustrate this in, in, in an even a little bit better way. 
when we take up our cross, we move from being just involved to being invested. Involved is a very passive thing. It's something that we do, you know, just when we feel like it. But being investment becomes that, you know, that that point where we're willingly sacrificing and we're responsible to the purpose God has for us. It's kind of like this. It's like the analogy of the pig and the chicken at breakfast. Just imagine this. We're out at Camp Orchard Hill. Chef Steve, you know, puts in front of you breakfast as only, you know, Chef Steve can. And it's, you know, it's eggs and bacon. Well, when we look at that, the chicken was involved in being part of the breakfast, but the pig was invested. The pig was committed. The pig, it cost him everything. And so when we talk about commitment, we're talking about more than just being involved. We're talking about being invested, right? Because real commitment isn't something we do when we feel like it or when it's convenient. We do it when we want to move from average to excellent. We do it when we want to move from ordinary to extraordinary, right? So let's keep moving. Whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves, take up their cross, and here we go, the third one, and follow me. Right? Follow me is all about following through on the commitment you've made. Follow me is all about following through with your effort, following through with your time, following through with making a difference. Follow me is taking the steps to follow through on your commitment until they are complete. Now, I'll give you a really quick example, a personal story from from our own family that kind of illustrates this really well in terms of the importance of of following through. Our uh, our son Caleb tried out for the uh, freshman boys soccer team. And um, this is a team that it's full of kids who have played club soccer for years and Caleb has only played rec soccer for a few years. So he goes, he tries out. He actually makes the team, but he hasn't seen a lot of playing time, right? And as parents, it can get a little hard to go to these games and, you know, not see him get in at all or get in just a little bit. And it would have been real easy for us to tell him, you know, stop wasting your time. Just, you know, quit. Go do something else. You know, you are so gifted and talented in so many other ways. Just, you know, take those giftings and, and, and talents and invest them, you know, some better way. And, you know, just stop wasting your time with soccer. But see, we understand the value and the importance of commitment. We told him that he needed to be able to go through the season honor his commitment to the team and the coaches, and learn from this experience. See, he needs to follow through on his commitment all the way to the end of the completion of the season. And what commitment does? Commitment will call us to a greater sense of purpose, but it will also demand that we remain determined to follow through on our commitment, on our decisions. Right, so let me say that again because I think that's really important. Commitment will often call us to a greater sense of purpose, but it will also demand that we remain determined to follow through on our decisions all the way to the end. See, because a commitment that isn't held to completion 
is no commitment at all. Let me say that again because I think that's another really important distinction that you know we're going to take a look at here in a few minutes. A commitment that isn't held to completion is no commitment at all. It's better not to have made a commitment than to make one and not see it through to the end. And we're given that example in in uh, Luke chapter eighteen. It's chapter eighteen, verse eighteen. Again, uh, you know this is a familiar passage. And um, it, it's, the, it's the story about the rich young ruler. And so let me just read, read this really quick. A certain ruler asked him, Good teacher, what must I do to inherit eternal life? Why do you call me good? Jesus answered. No one is good except for God alone. You know the commandments. You shall not commit adultery. You shall not murder you shall not steal you shall not give false testimony honor your father and mother all of these i have kept since i was a boy he said when jesus heard this he said to him you still lack one thing sell everything that you have and give to the poor and you will have treasures in heaven then come follow me When he heard this, he became very sad because he was very wealthy, right? The one thing that he lacked was the willingness to sacrifice, a willingness to take that step toward committing to a commitment, right? To follow Jesus. He wanted a purpose, but he, he was, was not willing to make a sacrifice, Right? He was placing himself at the center of everything. How can I, you know, what can I do to, you know, get eternal life? It was all about him. And really, as leaders, we need to be willing to model what commitment looks like. And it starts with sacrifice. Being willing as the leader in the student ministry We need to leverage our position and our influence for the betterment of the students we lead. And being an example of what commitment looks like, that's just one of the things that we can do, right? And so we we sit there and say, hey, you know what, make that commitment. It starts with sacrifice. It starts with understanding this isn't about, you know, me or I, but it's about the students we serve. It's about the students we lead. And for you guys, sacrifice may look like giving up an afternoon to go see one of your students at a game or give up a weekend night to see them in a play or a choir. Now, I get we're in a time of COVID and those things, you know, aren't necessarily always able to do. But I think it's this idea of understanding how can we, you know, show the students that we care about them, that we're invested in them beyond just Sunday. And that may take a little bit of, you know, sacrifice, a little bit of giving up, you know, uh, on, on our part, on your part. But sacrifice is giving more of yourself than what is expected for those you lead. Right? Let me say that because I think that's, that's huge, right? Sacrifice is giving more of yourself than what is expected for those you lead. And so that's a really, really uh, important part because um, it, it just it just really kind of brings the whole idea of where commitment starts, you know, and, and how it goes along. Now, 
what I want to do is in, in just a few moments here is just walk through uh, a couple of to-dos, right? Walk through a couple of things that you guys can do to keep that commitment moving forward and then give you guys three questions just kind of, you know, to wrestle with or think about um, until we, uh, you know, do our next podcast. Um, so let me ask you or let me let me give you the three things first. Let me let me do that. Three things we can do to keep our uh, commitment moving forward. Um, the first one is prioritize. Prioritize your schedule, prioritize your, you know, your energy, your efforts, prioritize that around, um, you know, Sunday and, and knowing, right. Cause I know there's days, I know there's times where you just kind of feel like, oh man, I, I just, you know, want to stay on the couch and watch that football or that soccer game or, or, you know, I, I just would rather be doing anything else today. But if we want to keep our commitment, right, those are some of the things that we have to say, you know what, just for this season, I'm going to, I'm going to give that up because I understand the importance of being there for the students. So prioritize your time, your effort, your energy. And what that does is that leads us into the second thing, which is be present. Be present for the students. Now, I know they don't always show up, but for them, it's important when they do to know you're going to be present, that they can count on you being there because you're committed to being there. And so prioritize, be present, and the last one is be proactive. And that goes back to the, the last part there um, where, you know, it's that idea of be proactive, engaging them outside of Sunday. Now, I know that's, you know, kind of hard these days because of COVID and, and whatnot, but just, you know, be proactive engaging them, whether it's social media or whether it's a phone call or a text message or, you know, writing a letter, or sending a postcard or showing up at one of their deals. Be proactive in being in, in, or sorry, be proactive in engaging them outside of Sunday. So you have um, prioritize, be present and be proactive. Those are the three things we can do to continue to move our commitment forward. Now, let me give you guys three questions just to kind of like wrestle around with, you know, in, in your own time. And the first one is this. What part of the commitment process do you struggle with the most? And what part of the commitment process are you the best at that you just like you nail it? You know, and so when we're thinking about this, there's there's sacrifice, there's purpose and there's follow through. So which do you struggle with the most and which do you just man, I nail it? Right. Okay. So that's question number one, really kind of a two in one. Um, and the second one, a little bit of a, a rhetorical would be, you know, actually kind of interesting to hear what some people's thoughts are on this, but why do you think it's so hard for people to make long-term commitments? Right. It, what do, why do you think it's so hard for people to make long-term commitments these days? And the third and final one in your relationship with Jesus, what could you do in one area to make a better commitment, right? So just choose an area of your relationship with Jesus, whether it's, you know, spending more time in prayer with him, spending more time, you know, quiet time with him, or maybe it's spending more time in, in scripture or, or serving or whatever. In your relationship with Jesus, what's one area you could do a better job of committing to? 
And so, guys, I just leave you with that. Thank you so much for uh, spending the time jumping in and um, just, you know, wanting to get better as leaders in the student ministry. And as always, if you have any questions or thoughts or comments, um, you can either text me, hit me up on GroupMe, or if you want to email me, that's fine, too. Um, Otherwise, we'll look forward to seeing all of you guys over the next couple weeks and be looking forward to the next training uh, podcast, which will be on the principle of be prepared. Until then, have a great day, guys. Bye. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.